Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope that you're doing really well in this moment in time, no matter where on the planet or when you are, no matter what timeline you're on, (laughs) or what dimension your head is in, or your body. (laughs) I hope that you are doing really well in this moment. I hope that you are taking advantage, full advantage, of the new moon in Aquarius. <clears throat> I am excited about having a new moon already. Means new beginnings. New life, buddy. New life. <laughs> I love the new moon because of that, because of the new beginnings. And we get a new one every 28 days. So that's pretty cool. <clears throat> it's like a energy of having a fresh start. And it's happening tonight, right before the weekend. So I hope that you have some really good plans for the weekend, whether it's with family or friends or by yourself, having a couple days in, maybe watching Netflix part of the time, reading a book part of the time, maybe meditating or doing yoga or Tai Chi part of the time. I have plans with my son to watch movies and make cinnamon rolls after we finish cleaning the house. He started today early in the morning before I woke up. I woke up to a mopped kitchen floor and the dishes done. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, half the dishes done to be fair, which means it's probably my turn to do the other half. But I could not believe I slept 10 hours, 10 hours. I normally sleep six to eight. So this was a shock. A couple years ago, I was sleeping 12 hour days, So I had somehow gotten it back down to eight or less. And here we are again, 10 hours. I feel so um, rested mentally or emotionally, but physically I woke up exhausted. I don't know what energies were coming in, but boy, I was in a lot of pain and absolutely exhausted when I woke up. I felt like I didn't sleep at all. I'm like, why did I even go to bed for 10 hours? I could have gotten a lot of things accomplished in that time. But I did have some incredible dreams. I had one dream in particular I wish to share with you all. And this dream was absolutely strange. I I think because of the pain in my upper back, that I had this, it's, uh, the pain in my upper back is right where my wings would be attached had I had wings, like big angel wings. And so that's what my dream was about. I, I was in this 
beautiful place, this beautiful apartment. It was, uh, on one side, all like a wall full of windows. I think I was in Thailand, but on a cliff overlooking the ocean. And I had a view of over to the left was a lot of, um, islands. And on the other side of this lagoon was the same cliff, but it was kind of in a U shape. And I was on one side of the U looking at, you know, the other side of the U and far, far down below was a, was a, um, lagoon full of like boats and the like. And I've had dreams of this place a lot, like really and truly, it's like almost like my go-to dreamscape. And I don't know if I astral project to a place in heaven that looks like this or if I'm somehow in the fifth dimension when I'm sleeping in that part of Thailand, I've never been to Asia in this body. So, but it looks like pictures I've seen in Thailand, right? So I'm there and I went to, in the, in the dream, I had gone to bed and I woke up in the morning and I tossed and turned all night because of the pain in my back. And I started to itch at it. And I felt this big lump of something underneath and I just, I went to stretch. And as I stretched, I felt my skin tear and I was like, what the hell? Like, and I reached back and my skin was wet, but there was no blood. Right. Sounds so gross, right? I'm sorry about this part. So anyway, moving right along, my wings popped out of my skin. They popped out. And at first they were like little tiny, like vestigial wings that there's no way I could fly with this. You know, and I'm like, oh great. I asked for wings and now they're super tiny. Like what the hell? That's like so wrong, right? <laughs> like that, that, um, TV show, um, Angelus. I love that show so much. It's so bizarre. It's from South America. I think, I think it's from maybe like Argentina or something. And it's such an amazing show, but it's hilarious. It's like, oh my God, they have these teeny tiny wings. They can't fly with them. They're just vestigial wings. And it's like, why the hell even have that? It's so silly. But so my wings started to pop out and they're really small. And the right one came out first, then the left. And then it was small. And then, and then I went outside to dry my wings in the sun like I'm a bird and I know what to do. It's like a natural, it was like a natural reaction for me. And I went out and then I stretched some more and my wing popped out more. And I'm like, oh good, that wasn't the end of it, thank God. <laughs> and I'm like feeling with my hand, I could feel, I reached behind me and I could feel my wings and I felt um, like they're huge, like turkey feathers, like huge, huge feathers. And then I kept stretching and, and popping them out more and more until they came out and, and the end of the wings were past my shoulder by about two feet on either side. And I felt like it still wasn't enough to hold my weight, but I wanted to stretch them out more and more. And I felt like they were going to continue to grow now that they're out. And then there was like a part that came out and matched up with the skin and then somehow fused. So I have wings forever now. I don't think I can retract them. And I'm like, okay, so how the hell am I gonna get my clothes on in the morning? This is kind of weird. I'm gonna have to like put cutouts or Velcro the back or something. Like this is getting, it's cool, but at the same time it's getting a little strange. 
so anyway, I went to, uh, the edge of the cliff. I was just walking around, drawing my wings in the sun and I, and I stretched them out and I started to flap them and I could actually move the, the muscles in the wings. And I felt it like it was real and they started to flap <laughs> and they started to flap and they started to flap. And I was like, Oh man. And I finally felt more like me. This is me, right? I'm an angel. I should have my wings, right? This is what I was feeling, you know, or I'm an angelic or, you know, I'm just like a humanoid with wings. Maybe, I don't know, but that's what I was feeling. Like, this is me. This is finally, I felt more like complete or somehow like me. I don't know how to explain that, but so I walked over to the edge of the cliff and I was looking down and I was like, Oh my God, I could fly around there. Oh, that's going to be so fun. And then I realized I haven't done any flying in a long time, like millennia. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that right now. And I got a little scared. And as I was outstretching my wings, a a wind gust came up and lifted me up off the ground. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) this is so fun. And also uh, terrifying (laughs) because I thought, what if I get blown off the cliff and my wings aren't strong enough or wide enough? to lift me back up onto the cliff. How the hell am I going to get back up here? And I might just fall into the ocean and I'm not a very strong swimmer. And I was starting to panic. So I walked back over, um, away from the cliff, back over to my apartment that's on top of this cliff with a wall full of windows. And in the little courtyard there, I started, um, lifting myself off the ground, like jumping and then catching air for a while and floating and just using my wings to fly a little bit. And I don't know why I was absolutely not at all worried about other people that lived there seeing me because there were other apartments. Of course, there's other people. It didn't bother me. No one was around as early in the morning, but I felt like I'm finally me. Thank God. And I felt like everyone is going to absolutely a hundred percent know me and respect me no matter what, whether I have wings or not, whether I'm a freak of nature or not. (laughs) And it didn't occur to me until I woke up like, oh my God, I, I don't think I would be embarrassed by it, but I feel like people would be flocking to me like I was, you know, a God to them or something. And I was, I woke up being, thinking about that going, that would be really scary because I really wouldn't want that because I'm just me. I'm just, I'm, I'm just Elena. I'm just me. That's it. There's nothing else. I mean, I have the Azrael part of me, but I'm just, I'm just me. You know, my soul is my soul. You know, I'm no better or worse than anyone else. I'm just me. <laughs> so here I am with my wings, like trying to hop around like a, like a baby bird, trying to learn how to fly <laughs> with my big giant white wings. And I kept hoping they would grow bigger and bigger and bigger so that I would be able to just fly wherever without an airplane. And I don't have to take a bus or a car. Not that you can with giant wings behind you. It's almost impossible to fit yourself in a car. So that also was occurring to me. Like I can't take a long bus trip anymore. I'll have to fly. Why did I want my damn wings in the first place? (laughs) so like all the problems after I woke up all the problems and the logistical issues started coming to my mind but I don't know I it was a it was really a really good dream and I felt so much pain in my back in my upper back where my wings would be attached had I had wings and I think that that 
kind of prompted it in my dream. It was like, I really have them. It's really real. No wonder I had that back fat. It was incubating my wings. <laughs> and I woke up going, ah, oh, damn it. Where are my wings? <laughs> They're not there. They're gone. It's so sad. <laughs> And I know a lot of you have had similar dreams where you're just like, you've got your wings. Yes. Then you wake up, you're like, ah, damn it. (laughs) It's so disappointing. I know at least two or three of you have written me letters over the past year saying, yeah, I keep having these dreams that I have wings. I'm flying around. It's the coolest thing ever. And it's not like you're flying around astral projected. You're like in a physical body with physical wings. And you're like, woohoo. So I don't know if that happens in the fifth dimension it's going to be a super freaking psychedelic and B super freaking fun. <laughs> so anyway, no matter what you're doing, where you're doing it, I hope that you have a lovely weekend and I hope that you have time to contemplate and look inside a little bit, but also that you look outside and learn to appreciate and enjoy the people you have around you anew. You know, that you get to maybe see another side of someone that surprises you. Allow yourself the opportunity to get to know people that you've known for a long time or people that you just met. Just get give yourself the opportunity to understand something about someone that you didn't know about them before. Give yourself permission to be a little bit more, um, emotionally intimate with somebody else, you know, and I don't mean romantic or sex or anything like that. I mean, just that general, like going a little bit deeper into the layers of the onion, you know, just finding out a little bit more, you know, if you know, someone has brothers and sisters and you never asked how the relationships were, ask them. You know, if you know that someone is a chef, ask them what they wanted to be when they were five years old. Maybe it wasn't a chef. Maybe they wanted to be a rock star. Maybe they had another thing in mind. And maybe something prevented them from fulfilling that dream. You know, maybe they wanted to be a dancer, but they broke their leg early on and they never had the same style and grace that they had before. Maybe they wanted to be a singer and they just realized they are tone deaf. (laughs) me I wanted to be a zookeeper but I'm allergic to animals so whatever (laughs) I think if if I had not been allergic to animals if I did not choose that for myself this time you know if I didn't have asthma and allergies I would just be working with animals and I would probably for the most part ignore people altogether You know, I might have been a complete introvert versus just an introvert that sometimes interacts with humans, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, you know, our, our things that we consider flaws or, you know, things that in Spanish we'll say, oh, que pena, which is just kind of like, oh, that's too bad. What a pity, you know, the pitiful, the pitiful things or the pitiful things that we believe are so sad that happened well those are our greatest blessings in disguise most often you know so find out something about the people around you that you did not know before learn to appreciate people on a different level this weekend if you can you know deepen your friendships or make new friendships 
or get started on a new project or whatever you want to do for the rest of your life, or at least the rest of this year, it's a good time to get started on it. It is a new moon. You have a new beginning and it's here. Solar wind is 50 kilometers per second less than yesterday. Today we have 302.9 kilometers per second. That's a solar wind. Our our, uh, neutron counts in the air for cosmic radiation uh, purposes. It's high, still high. I did on my phone when I turned it on. Yesterday it said UV radiation high today. It's almost, it's at a dangerous level. It's funny because like last week I was standing in front of the sun for a couple minutes a day. It would wake me up and I'd open my window and just stand there with my super white legs trying to get as much sunshine on them as I could. (laughs) I mean, I'm seriously like Casper over here. But I was told by my higher guidance this week, don't, don't even bother opening the window. Don't stand in the sun. It's so, it's like so strong that it's like at dangerous levels right now. Today I woke up with the smell of fire in my room. And I immediately realized that the San Gay volcano had been still erupting. And I looked outside and all of the ash everywhere and it might have been a local fire, might have been like the neighbor burning his trash or whatever. They they still do that here. And I just, it's like I had to shut the window right away. So I am burning up hot. It is a hot, hot day here. A lot of volcanic ash was in the air earlier, but today it's quite a bit cleared up. But yeah, Sangay is going off <laughs> a lot today. We are going to get into more of earth changes today. There's been a lot happening since last week. Last week we had three pages worth of articles get through. Today we have like three and a half pages worth of articles to get through. So more happened this week than the previous week. And I noticed that it was a very popular episode. A lot of people listen to it more than the others. If you want to go to spaceweather.com, there is a really beautiful picture. Absolutely incredible picture of green and slightly pink and amethyst purple Aurora Borealis. It's just absolutely gorgeous. They say that the pink colors were especially beautiful, but they couldn't quite get them on camera. And you know, when I was trying to take a picture for you guys yesterday, the whole sky here was this absolutely glorious pink. It was like a pale baby pink and on one side of the sky. And then on the right side where the sun was setting, the clouds were absolutely ultraviolet red. And what I was seeing did not even come close to what the camera saw, which was just gray clouds. So I don't know if I'm having quantum vision or just a really crappy camera. Probably the latter, though. I suspect it's the latter. There's also a lot of um, beauty in the polar stratospheric clouds. And there's a beautiful picture of that here, too. It's when there's like ice, I think, in the upper atmosphere. They're very, very rare, but this is like this person who's a photographer went to take pictures of the Arctic and <clears throat> the Arctic sky is gorgeous. And it's when 
The temperature in the Arctic stratosphere drops to a staggeringly low negative 85 degrees Celsius. That's when the stratospheric clouds occur. And it's only in the polar regions. And then and only then, sparse water molecules begin to coalesce into tiny ice crystals. The stuff of polar stratospheric clouds. So high altitude sunlight shining through the crystals creates these intense iridescent colors. And usually in a typical Arctic winter, winter you'll only see two or three um, times they will appear in the sky. And that's it. Maybe like just for a little bit. But this winter is different because it's so freaking cold. They have so much more than usual. And they say, no one knows why. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because of global warming, yo. (laughs) Global warming gives way to many ice ages. And it seems to me that might be on its way here. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that's not true. But we have to accept it if it does. And figure out quickly how to survive it. If we are getting ready for a mini ice age. Y'all could come to Ecuador. It's a beautiful place. South America in general. I was talking to a friend of mine today um, from Argentina. And I said, you know, if I was to fall in love with countries, I think Ecuador is my husband, but for sure, I have a feeling Argentina will soon become my lover. (laughs) And he says, you are already thinking like a Latino, (laughs) having a husband and then a lover on the side. And I'm like, no, no, I don't mean that. (laughs) That's not what I meant. And he was laughing. We were laughing so hard about that. (laughs) I mean, it's just kind of like, seems like the goal, at least for most Ecuadorian men I've met, you know, you have your wife. Now you have to set out to find your lovers. <laughs> you know, you marry the conservative woman to raise your child, but you don't want to, you know, conservative women don't want to do it. So you got to go find someone else to do it only for the doing its sake. <laughs> it was quite a funny conversation. I love people from Argentina. At least the ones I have met, the people from there I've met are wonderful people and have such a great and open sense of humor. I, I love it. Even the, the weird accent in Spanish there is so strange, but I love it. Anyway, uh, over the United States, there were 12 fireballs today. Great balls of fire. <laughs> we had 12 of them. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable. I thought this was for the whole world. This is actually only for the U.S. So I don't know. The other day when there was 21, I was like, damn. It's a, it's a surprise to me how humans have been able to survive thus far <laughs> on this planet with all the volcanoes and the floods and the, uh, the fires and the... <laughs> Now fireballs, you know, are being hurled at us at an unprecedented rate. Like, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Going over to DisclosureNews.it. The midnight report is the movements continued in the new graph and the values of the amplitude of the resonance continued in the constant increase from around 18 UTC time for about two hours. It remained a power 25. Subsequently, there was a slight decrease, but always with oscillations around 20. And then the second report at 9 a.m. says this. 
The constant and continuous increase is still in progress, but now the variations are more spaced in time after reaching power 26 at 1 UTC. We went back for a few hours to around 15 and then up to the maximum value so far, power 42 at 615 UTC. This is following power 26 at 8 UTC, significant activities ongoing. We crossed power 40 at the moment of this update. Then the evening report, the long strip of activity and progress that we see in the graph began at one on January 23rd. So now we are at 40 consecutive hours of movements, started lightly, but always gradually and slowly increasing. Today, the peak period was from five to nine UTC with power 43, 25, and 40 in orderly succession. After these three movements, a slow decline started towards the calm. So bottom line for the Italian site, they say they had 43 hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance. So, all right, let's go to where the real numbers are. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, okay, yeah. All right, let's just get into it. California on the Schumann resonance scale, according to the HeartMath Institute, found at heartmath.org. They started off at 30 hertz frequency at midnight, and by 5 a.m., they were up to 38 hertz frequency. And Hafuf, Saudi Arabia, they're just still at zero. That's it. They zeroed out still. They have not moved one iota. So, um, Lithuania started off at 69 hertz frequency at midnight and they went to 72 hertz frequency by 5 a.m. Alberta, Canada was at 42 hertz frequency on the Schumann resonance scale at midnight, but by 5 a.m. they were at 53 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 60 hertz frequency and they went up to 77 we love that number that's a master number 77 by 5 a.m and halului south africa started off at 137 at midnight but they went down to 129 hertz frequency on the schumann resonance scale I am looking into a sea of gray and blue clouds again, like yesterday with some white. The sky is very ash filled in the upper atmosphere as the volcano Sangay pumped a bunch of ash into the air at the level of 20,000 feet. So I'm looking at the sky. It's beautiful and gray. A little bit before I stopped, started recording this, I had had massive pain in my spine, like big time arthritis and I was talking to a friend of mine he's like how are you doing today I'm like except for this horrible arthritis pain I'm doing okay and then it hit me oh wait we're gonna have rain tomorrow and it's the barometric pressure that rose so high that oh my god I could barely stand it and then oh my god we had a quick little rain shower and immediately my pain left my body and I went "Uh uh-huh I see that I am a weather witch, as you know. <laughs> Can only tell you when it's gonna rain with my body. The pss, my body is like one of those weather veins, right? <laughs> so I'm having this, you know, this this 
intense pressure and the wind coming from the opposite direction, which is blowing all kinds of ash towards us. And, uh, then my, um, my pain started to go away when the lightning started striking again near my apartment building (laughs) makes me nervous since I've been struck by lightning in the past. Always, always brings that nervous energy to me, but the electricity of that did actually help quite a bit in alleviating my pain. So I am grateful for milagritos, <laughs> which just means in Spanish, small miracles. Gracias a Dios para la, para las milagritos. <laughs> Thank you, God, for those small miracles. So, okay. Uh, lesson 219 is... it's where we are today. We have one more on Monday, one more. And then I think Tuesday we'll get into the new lessons in A Course in Miracles. The foundation for inner peace is found at ACIM.org. Or you could just download A Course in Miracles app and start on your lessons anytime you wish. But for now, we're going to read this full lesson. I always read the reviews because they're short. I don't read the full lesson. So again, if you're interested in this beyond what I'm doing, there's a lot more to be had, a lot more to be learned through A Course in Miracles. Lesson 219 is, I am not a body, I am free, for I am still as God created me. And then here we go again with the same exact sentiment. Taken from lesson 199, the main thought of today is, I am not a body, I am free. I am not a body, I am free. I am God's son. Be still, my mind, and think a moment upon this, and then return to earth without confusion as to what my father loves forever as his son. I am not a body, I am free. For I am still as God created me. So there you have it. I'm going to come back after the break. And when I do, we're going to try to get through these almost four pages of earth changes. Now, some of them are duplicate. Um, you know, like from a couple days ago, it's talking about the flu in China with 17 people dead. Well, there's more today. So we're not going to go over all the ones where in China, four people are dead and then 11 and then whatever. So, um, we're going to start with the newest story first. That was a mistake I made, um, a couple weeks ago. I started with the oldest story first. And then as the story progressed, there was like more and more articles on that story. So, that was kind of a time waste and we don't want to do that, but there's a lot going on. So I'm going to tell you all about it. We're going to know who to pray for, where to send rain and where to send sun and where to send our love. Here's a hint. The whole world is a key, (laughs) but who needs our extra attention and love today? So I'm going to talk about that when we come back right after this quick message.
Alright guys, we're gonna get right into it with the weekly world news earth changes report. So, here we go. Um, in Turkey, eastern Turkey, there was a 6.8 earthquake which was very strong and very shallow. Remember, when an earthquake is very deep, it doesn't affect the surface as much. But this one is only 6.2 miles below the surface. So the USGS reports 6.7 and uh, the EMSC, they reported this and registered the earthquake as a 6.8, which is 10 times stronger than what the USGS was reporting. This could have a huge impact on the people of Turkey. So we'll see, that just happened today. So I'm hoping that um, they're okay over there. I got a friend in Turkey. I'll write him later and ask him. Storm Gloria has been really taking its toll on France. It brought with it two months worth of rain in 48 hours. And the death toll is 13 people in France. And 1,500 people had to evacuate from the southwest region of France. So, here we go. Send our uh, love and lots of energy of sunshine, but not high UV rates. (laughs) Just normal sunshine to France. So, two more asteroids. 2020 BK3 and 2020 BB5. Such romantic names, guys. Not. Anyway, uh, they uh, they flew past Earth recently. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. It, it didn't hit us. We're fine. <laughs> Moving right along. We have a lot to cover, so let's go. Uh, the coronavirus, which is similar to SARS in China, the death toll today has hit 26 people and 830 are infected and 33 million people are in lockdown in China right now. 33 million. They are restricting travel now. That's a good thing. Keep that wall around China. You know, like keep it in and then heal the people there and don't let that crap get out. With the rest of us, we don't freaking need it. And even in China, they don't need it. Send love and light and healing energy to China. ISS astronaut shares her view of the Quantron did meteor shower and aurora over Edmonton, Canada. So let's see what this has to say. I'm going to, we might want to have a happy sort of story at this moment. So we're going to go there and see what that has to, what that says. Then we'll get back to the disasters. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let's see. I wish there was a pause button on this. I think that they, they used to have a pause button and I was waiting for this to load. Now there's no pause button, Dagnabbit. All right. 
Uh, let's see what she has to say. Oh, this is really beautiful. So if you go to Watchers News on page one, right now, today, page one, go check out this story. I already told you the name of the story. But Christina Koch, C, or K-O-C-H, like Mayor Ed Koch, Koch, I suppose, K-O-C-H, she shared a stunning photo of the meteor shower. This is beautiful taken from the ISS, the International Space Station. It also featured green bands of the Aurora Borealis or the Northern Lights. So this is beautiful. Oh my gosh, you guys should see it. I'm looking at it and it's just this beautiful emerald green. It looks like the Emerald City in the Wizard of Oz. It's that color emerald in the background. And then in the foreground, it's all of the meteors just coming in absolutely beautiful let's see it says quatrandids are known for their brilliant fireball meteors lovely bigger explosions of light and color and are considered to be one of the best yearly meteor showers well you know what you might want to go outside and look at that i myself will be seen here in south america covered in rain for two more days but right now some of the clouds are thinning out and uh, they're kind of a nice bright peachy orangey color and some are a little bit gold in color kind of a rose gold color yeah uh, I hate every time what no matter where on the planet I am when there's a meteor shower usually I would say 90% of the time there's a cloud cover wherever I am <laughs> It's so annoying, but thank God for YouTube and the live cams where people are actually having good weather for these events. So, uh, Bill Cook, lead at the NASA Meteoroid Environmental Office, said meteors fly by the ISS all the time, but the astronauts do not see them as the meteor is just a little piece of rock but it's so dark and moves so fast that you just don't see it whizzing by. He added that astronauts see the meteors when they gaze down and see them blazing up near Earth's atmosphere and it appears as streaks of light. So, uh, in the meantime though, Koch is scheduled to record this longest single space flight by a woman with an expected total of 328 days in space by the time she comes back next month in February. She exceeded the previous record set by NASA astronaut Peggy Whitson in 2017, who did spend 288 consecutive days in space. So congratulations to Christina Koch. I am so happy for you. That is an incredible, absolutely incredible feat staying up in space that long when you come down i hope that you recover your <laughs> land legs very quickly all right let's get back to the disasters now <laughs> uh, northwest argentina in tucuman province 200 people had to be evacuated as they had serious heavy rain that sparked flooding so basically um different villages had different people 
uh, like one village is like 28 people, another village 60 people, but it, all in all told, 200 people had to evacuate as they had flash floods due to the storms and the heavy rain. Same thing happened in Peru. Landslides have wreaked havoc and flash floods have wreaked havoc, especially in the departments. They don't call them states or provinces. In Peru, they are called department, um, departments of Arequipa and Huanuco. I have been in Arequipa. It's a beautiful city. They call it the White City because of all the beautiful colonial architecture that is all plastered in white. One of my favorite places, it's about 7,300 to 7,500 feet above sea level. It is a really beautiful place and it's the gateway towards um, the canyon, uh, Colca Canyon which is, what did they say? Oh, two times deeper than the Grand Canyon. I went there and oh my God, so hard to breathe. It's like 10,000 feet above sea level. And it was snowing when I was there. Absolutely cold as hell, hard to walk, worth every second and worth every dime. If you guys ever want a wonderful vacation, Seriously, Peru is such a beautiful place, and we got to watch the condors, which are enormous birds of prey, or not of prey, I'm sorry, they are carrion birds, they eat dead animals, basically, and the condors here in the Andes Mountains, their wings stretch out 18 feet across, they're huge wings, now if my wings and my dream had been that big, I would have been flying all over the place, yeah, but I digress. So send love and light to the people of Wanuko and Arequipa. A lot of houses were damaged there and the roads had to be closed. And they assessed quite a bit of damage. Um, there are four new volcanoes that have come to a state of unrest this week. So new activity, new unrest four more. Just add that to the list. We're going to keep going. San Gay Volcano in Ecuador. Explosive activity still taking place. Well, you could not have fooled me because I know for a fact it is. I saw the ash in the air. I smelled it. Dare I say, probably breathed quite a bit of it in. Thank you, San Gay, the giver. <laughs> uh, the ash that just keeps on giving. <laughs> Uh, this ash rose 20,000 feet above sea level. I think I did report that in the beginning. Still having explosive activity since yesterday. Again, heavy snow in Japan hits Hokkaido. And they had a below average December and then all of a sudden heavy snow. So, wow, right? They do get snow in the upper mountains usually there, but crazy. They got 15 inches of snow. 15 inches. That's 39 centimeters of snow. Just in a matter of, it looks like days. So when, yeah, on Tuesday, by 2 a.m. UTC, they had 15 inches of snow. So overnight, 
a foot and three inches of snow. That's a lot. Widespread floods now have hit Mozambique. 28 people have died. 58,000 people. 58,000 are affected. They had to evacuate in Mozambique. So send them sunshine. Send Japan sunshine. Cosmic gamma ray source map does unveil the origins of the high energy particles. That's interesting. That sounds interesting. We're going to maybe check that one out. A lot of storms this week. And, you know, when we have the cosmic rays coming in, no matter where they're coming in from, it just seems like it's really affecting us. Okay. The galactic sources of nine extremely high energy gamma rays have been identified by scientists from Penn State and members of the high altitude water Cheronkov Gamma Ray Observatory, otherwise known as Hawk, H-A-W-C. All the sources generate gamma rays with powers more than 56 trillion electron volts. Three spew gamma rays reaching 100 TeV, I don't know what that means, and beyond, making them the highest energy sources ever observed in the Milky Way galaxy. So Jordan Goodman, he's an agent for Hawk and a physics professor at the University of Maryland, he had this to say. The very high energy gamma rays we detect are produced by interactions of even higher energy charged particles near their source. The charged particles are bent in the magnetic fields of our galaxy and don't point back to their origin. Gamma rays like light travel in straight lines, allowing us to to use them to map the sources of the high energy emissions. Hawk, which is a wide field view, field of view instrument, views the overhead sky 24 hours a day, seven days a week, giving us a deep exposure to look for the rare high energy gamma ray events. This is the first time that galactic sources have been identified for such high energy particles. The number of sources discovered might indicate that very high energy emission is a common feature of strong particle winds originating from pulsars embedded in interstellar gas clouds or nebulae, which is nebula, plural. So what did I tell you guys? My higher self, my higher guidance told me yesterday that we were hit by pulsar waves. That's, see, there you go. And they just discovered how to, and what did my higher self say also, or my higher guidance, God literally said, you guys don't have a way to figure out when you're being hit by pulsars yet, but you will soon. So, so weird. All right, so the Hawk Gamma Ray Observatory is composed of a variety of water-filled tanks on the slopes of the Sierra Negra volcano in Puebla, Mexico. That's Mexico, for those of you who don't speak Spanish. (laughs) The atmosphere there is very thin, and this provides better conditions to observe the gamma rays. When gamma rays hit the molecules in the atmosphere, they create showers of energetic particles. Though nothing travels faster than light speed in a vacuum, light moves slower through water, and as a result, some particles in cosmic ray showers move faster than light in the water inside the Hawk detector tanks. Isn't that interesting? Wow. In turn, 
the particles faster than light generate flashes of light called Cherenkov radiation. Using recordings of the Cherenkov flashes in the Hawk tanks, researchers can rebuild the sources of the particle showers to further study the particles that created them. Hawk researchers plan to continue searching for the sources of high-energy cosmic rays by consolidating data with measurements from other types of observatories. Then the collaborators, look, can say that word, right? The collaborators hope to clarify the astrophysical mechanisms that produce the cosmic rays constantly raining down to Earth. That is absolutely fascinating. Good, good, because I feel like we're getting bombarded with more than just, you know, solar wind, solar flares, and supernova outbursts. I feel like there's a lot more going on. You know, we look at the um, we look at the uh, numbers of the Schumann resonance. It's different in different parts of the Earth. Different things are going on in different places. Why, you know, when they say that the Schumann resonance in the Schumann news, I mean, the disclosure news.it, that's supposed to be like the medium of the whole world. Take all the numbers together and wrap them up, curl them up into one thing. And then boom, that doesn't give an accurate description because in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, they're getting absolutely no energy there. And in Hulului, they're getting massive amounts of energy. Why? You know, it's like taking the temperature of the earth and going, it's 60 degrees out. Why are you upset? And you're like, no, but it's 70 degrees below zero here. Yeah, but the average temperature is 60 degrees. That shouldn't affect you. You know, it makes no sense. Or it's 100 degrees outside. Why are you hot? You know, or or it's 100 degrees where you are, but, you know, the average temperature of the earth is 60 degrees. Why are you hot? Well, because it's 100 degrees here. Yeah, but the average is 60. See, it makes no sense. It's not scientific to do that. Let's take out, you know, no one does that with anything else. There's no rainfall over here and 100 inches over here, 50 inches in the middle. You know, you have a medium flood. You know, it's kind of, it's nonsensical to take one number and say that's for the whole world. It's nonsensical. Anyway, (laughs) just a little bit of my observation there. Okay. So that was interesting. I'm glad that they're discovering gamma rays. I know there's a lot more going on than what we have up until now been able to detect. Again with the floods, again with the landslides, six people dead in Madagascar. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. They're saying it is agonizing parts of the country. Lots of floods. Persistent heavy rain since the beginning of January. So sending sun in love sunshine smiles to madagascar hoping they get better soon spain the same thing storm gloria is also affecting spain it is a fierce storm that has brought the death toll to nine people there in the mediterranean at least in spain in remember 13 in france so it went 1.8 miles inland that's three kilometers inland so Man, Gloria, let's just try to diminish Gloria. Imagine that storm kind of diminishing to just a little rain cloud. 45 million people across Southern Africa are facing hunger. Where is Gloria when we need her? 
in South Africa where their food is not growing, their livestock is suffering, and the same thing over Mongolia. Remember last week we talked about Mongolia. So, all right, they are facing worsening hunger following calamities such as drought and then flooding. See, that sucks. We send them rain, but then they get flooded because the ground is too dry to absorb the moisture. So, I guess we just have to send money, if you can, to the United Nations World Food Program. They're sending food to Africa right now. Oh, God bless the South Africans. They've already suffered so much this time. People who decide to be born there, I swear to God, bravest souls on the planet with all the stuff that's happened there in the past several decades. Major Chinese city goes into lockdown as the new virus death toll rises. We already talked about that moving right along. Shallow earthquake in Alaska, 6.2 hit Tanaga Volcano in the Andreanoff Islands. And the depth was 6.2 miles. Where did we hear that number before? Every earthquake that we have heard about in recent weeks, right? They're all 6.2, 5.8, 5.9, 6.3, 6.8. They're all in the like later 5 to mid 6 and sometimes upper 6. But they're all 6.2 miles below the surface. What the hell is that? Why is it happening exactly like that all over the planet? Moving right along. I can't answer it, so hey, moving right along. Bright fireball explodes over Cyprus, the small island nation of Cyprus, on January 21st. That was Tuesday. They saw a brilliant fireball explode. The American Meteor Society said that there were 144 eyewitness reports of that that's pretty cool it's even seen over Beirut in Lebanon it was so bright I'm gonna talk to Hadi Noor a lot of you that like Arabic songs Arabic music you've probably heard of my friend Hadi Noor I knew him before he was famous and so we're very close friends now even today we just spoke about two days ago I'm going to ask him about that, see if he saw that. That's pretty interesting. All right. Mass fish kill. Well, this is a different one. Oh, after the sludge and the ash from the bushfires wash out into the Maclay River in Australia. Oh, my God. Hundreds of thousands of fish died in New South Wales, Australia. After rains washed out ash and sludge from bushfires into the Maclay River, according to an ecologist, this impact of fish kill might be felt for decades. Unbelievable. That's so sad. Again, hearts going out to Australia. Let's heal the rivers now. Imagine the rivers healed. That is something I did not anticipate. Didn't even consider that. That's uh, unbelievably, unbelievably sad. As I look outside right now, I can tell you right now there's amethyst purple and pale pink in the sky. And baby blue is starting to come through as the gray clouds have broken up, at least in little peaks and windows. 
of the sky. I see a little tiny bit of the actual sky. Still quite a bit of ash in the upper atmosphere here though. All right, so two interconnected deep cyclones form over the North Pacific Ocean. Oh, just so good. Good, good news, I say sarcastically. Two deep cyclones spotted forming over the North Pacific Ocean on January 20th, simultaneously occurring between Asia and North American continents. The twins are expected to head towards the northwestern U.S. and southwest Canada, which, of course, will bring severe winds and massive rain. So watch out for that, guys. And I love that they're calling it twins. Could that be a sign that twin flames are getting ready to unite? That was reported on January 22nd. 2-2-22. That is a twin flame number. I like to read into everything with a spiritual bent. Um, the SARS-like virus from China did spread to the U.S. this week. The uh, CDC, or the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, announced on the 21st. So, of course, that's raising concerns about an epidemic spreading worldwide. So, I recommend that you guys stay inside and spray your door handles and your toilet handle and your telephones and everything you touch with your hands even your refrigerator door and your freezer doors spray it with Lysol every couple days kills most germs I would say especially if it's cold out which usually it's cold out this time of year keep some candles burning that purifies the air further and neosporin up the nose and hand sanitizer as much as you can keep your environment as clean as possible um i'm worried about you guys up there in canada and in the united states just be careful be careful london records the highest atmospheric pressure in more than 300 years Oh my God, that would just knock me out cold. I'd be on, I'd be flat on my ass, unable to move. My arthritis would not be able to handle that. The barometric pressure reached, now I don't know how to say this number, 1,049.6 HPA overnight. They started taking records of the barometric pressure in 1692. This is the highest amount of pressure oh my god if you're in London do you feel the pressure are you guys in agony over there are you in pain especially if you have arthritis I cannot imagine I mean the bare the barometric or atmospheric pressure goes up right before a storm but I can't imagine you guys are gonna have a massive storm over there I feel I feel it is it from Gloria or something else this was registered at Heathrow Airport on Sunday into Monday so there you guys go. Um, claim to fame? I don't know. What is HPA? I don't know how to say that. Sorry about that, guys. I'll have to look that up later. Lava is now visible at the White Island Volcano in New Zealand. An elevated state of unrest still continues. Lots of vents are... Um, you can see them from the sky. I'm looking at this picture. 
on watchers.news. They say further explosive eruptions are very unlikely. But, I mean, then again, they couldn't tell us when it was going to erupt the first time. That's why people died. But I bet they know now a little bit more. (laughs) You know, when something like that happens, it's all of a sudden, let's gather the data, let's figure it out, let's get the research. Guys, look at the cosmic radiation coming in. That's what sparks all of the volcanic activity of late. Sri Lanka has seen dengue fever cases rise due to previously latent serotype 3. What is that? Oh, the dengue. Okay, so the dengue fever. That's it's basically is a latent type of dengue fever, but now it's starting to not be latent, I guess, and people are getting sick. And that's due to the weather changing its patterns and being bit by the infected mosquitoes. So they released the report, the National Dengue Control Unit in Sri Lanka, and they just said there's a rise of dengue cases over the past two months. So, oh, let's send, um, I don't know what to send over there, energy to kill the mosquitoes and energy to raise people's immune systems. Maybe. Vibrations. Maybe. Widespread flooding continues in southern Africa. It's significantly affecting crops and livestock, which is kind of what we said earlier, but um, it says basically incessant rains have been battering parts of South Africa, in particularly more so in Mozambique, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. So... Yeah, man. 19 people have lost their lives already since since this uh, flooding started. It's like you can't win for losing, you know? They had drought and then rain, which you'd think, yay, no more drought, and now everything is... <sighs> Just send love, send prayers, and send your money and food to South Africa. You know, like I said earlier... UAE, United Arab Emirates, research underway to help make artificial clouds. Wait a minute, didn't they just have flooding last week? I think that when you start playing around with stuff like this, you start making artificial clouds, crap like really shitty weather happens. And it can backfire. I think they should do what the things I was talking to you guys about, the guy who made the rain with the the crystals and the in the um, metal going down into the earth and why can't I think rife is it no that's not rife that's uh, who was it Wilhelm Reich I think is who we did a show on last year I'll, when I think about it I'll I'll mention it maybe I'll think about it before the end of the show if not maybe Monday I'll come up with it okay new evidence suggests active volcanoes are still present on the planet. Venus, according to the university's Space Research Association. They said there's a surprising probability that there are still active volcanoes on Venus. It says if confirmed, this makes Venus and Earth the only planets in our solar system with recent volcanic activity. Very interesting. And yet there's another 
report on the San Gay volcano, this time with 23,000 feet into the air, is how tall the ash plume was. Yeah. I've been feeling it. I love San Gay, though. It's like super, super far away from anything. Away from the highway is way in the middle of this massive, like, plain. <laughs> it's usually covered in snow. And it's way up in the mountains. And it's 70 miles from here. It's not very far from here. Maybe in like 99 miles, 70 kilometers from here. It's not, is that right? 70 miles, 99 kilometers? I can't remember. It's not that far from here, but I mean, we do get ash once in a while. But if we were closer, it would have been really, really hard to breathe. But it's just enough where we get irritated for a couple days and then the wind shifts and we're fine. But okay, um... New mud volcanoes have been forming in Trinidad and Tobago. Six new mud volcanoes. That's crazy. What the hell? What the hell is a mud volcano? I don't... I'm not going to touch that one right now, but I'm going to come back maybe and figure that one out. Catastrophic Canberra hailstorm destroys decades of research in Australia in Canberra. What the hell? Catastrophic hailstorm caused widespread damage, including decades of glass house de- drought research by the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just, it's like, we're not going to touch out on either record daily snowfall in Ottawa, Canada. Eight inches. <laughs> um, I don't know what's up with Ottawa. They always get like hardly any snow and they go, ooh, it's a record. But that can be devastating if, you know, your area isn't used to that. But I mean, in California, I mean, up in the mountains, we got like two, three feet overnight one time. I mean, another time, two feet overnight. Literally in one night, we've gotten a foot of snow in an hour. <laughs> which is 12 inches is eight inches in 24 hours. It's like, well, okay, but it is a new, new record for them. So yay for the new record. Sad that you have to, you know, move that snow around at the snow plows. <laughs> oh, let's see. Big cracks have formed around the tall volcano after the major eruption in the Philippines, damaged properties and ripped up roads. With intense seismic activity, this suggests a hazardous explosive eruption is possible in the next few days. Sounds like a very high level alert situation over there in the Philippines. Uh, Let's just send energy of safety to people and imagine they're getting out of harm's way in time in the Philippines. Stormy activity and rippling ice have been seen at Mars North Pole. According to the European Space Agency, they have stunning images that captured by the Mars Express high-resolution stereo camera on the Red Planet. Shows a lot of stormy activity on the ice cap and the North Pole, with swatches of ice and dark troughs and depressions. And it looks like signs of strong winds and storms. That's pretty cool. An intense storm did hit parts of Sydney, Australia, 
downed power lines and caused major traffic chaos. Great. Yeah, you know, Australia, just leave Australia alone already. You know, they need to get the fires out and relax, recover. It's going to take them a while. In the south and southwest portions. So, you know, might be our fault a little bit since we all sent rain to Sydney. We sent rain, well, to south, the southern part of Australia, the south, um, oh, wait, this is in the southwest. Is that right? Is south and southwest portions. But we all sent rain to Australia, and now they're having problems. Massive dust storm smothers central west New South Wales, Australia. When gusts over 100 kilometers per hour, which is 62 miles per hour, on Sunday night, hitting the town of Dubo, the storm moved towards parks before heading to central ranges. Of course, if you live there, you already know that, but dust storm. I guess we need to send more rain, but at the same time, I'm worried about the flooding issue. In Indonesia, in the city of Benkulu, a bridge collapsed and nine people died because of the swollen river due to too much rain again. In Metro Detroit, the Arctic air moved after a record snowfall, which was 6.8 inches. They don't get much snow in Detroit either, just enough to blanket it and look beautiful. I think the biggest drift I ever saw there was maybe a foot, but it was because of the wind. It was cold as hell though. <laughs> my pipes burst inside my house. I couldn't flush the toilet. The the Literally the water in the back of the toilet was a frozen block of ice inside my house. That year was the worst winter I've ever been through. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Detroit Metro Airport recorded 6.8 inches of snow out there. So <clears throat> it hasn't been terrible there. They're getting ready to get about 40 degrees or more this week. So it will all melt. It doesn't really snow and stay in Detroit too much. A bright daylight fireball was seen over Puerto Rico. Some of the residents reported loud noise associated with the event. They received 31 reports over at the American Meteor Society or the AMS about this bright ball of fire streaking through the sky. There's a picture on watchers.news. Now here's a, a super fun one. Extreme desert locust outbreak threatens food security across East Africa. Oh my God, with the locusts already. Oi, with the locusts already. <laughs> ah, after massive floods. Now it poses a food to th- it poses a threat to food security in some of the world's most vulnerable countries. The locusts, ugh, India, Iran, Pakistan, and numerous desert locust swarms have been present now. They've just been lying in wait, those mofos. Ugh, gross. I don't want to even think about locusts. At least you can eat them if you were absolutely desperate, but yuck, ugh, yucky. At least six people are dead after a month's worth of rain hits Espiritu Santo in one day. Six months worth of rain in Brazil, which is 9.8 inches of rain in Alfredo Chavez. 
So, uh, again, send sunshine to Brazil. Historic blizzard sets all new all-time daily record snowfall in Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. That reminds me, I need to write to my friend Cheryl. Make sure she's okay. (laughs) Woo! Powerful blizzard. Broad intense winds. Record-breaking snowfall. And it's like a snow and a hurricane and snow and a hurricane shuts down the power, I guess. Let's see. It doesn't say, because then I have to go back to the whole thing. It doesn't say how much snow, but it looks like massive amounts. Let me go there for a second. We'll try to get through... Uh, okay. Um, yeah, this is crazy, crazy. So it shut down the whole city. Oh my God. These pictures, I bet there's some really nice videos on YouTube about this snow. So yeah, let's see how much they had 30 inches of snow in 24 hours there. Now we're talking. Don't give me the six inches crap and be like, Ooh, it's a record. 30 inches of snow is freaking huge. That's almost three feet of snow. 76 centimeters of snow. That's what they recorded out at the airport. It broke the previous all-time daily snowfall record set on April 5th in 1999, which was only 68 centimeters of snow or 27 inches. So, wow. Powerful, powerful storm over there. Battered battered the eastern half of the island with heavy snowfall, extremely high winds, and damaging coastal storm surge, it says. So, yeah, that's um, massive. Massive. Somewhere I read there was, maybe we'll get to it, I did read there were, there were drifts of up to 15 feet of snow over there in eastern Canada. 15 feet. That's me times three. I'm only five feet tall. If I stood on top of myself two times, that's how big the drifts are. That's insane. Okay. Hapai in urgent need of repair after the passage of a category three tropical cyclone Tino in Tonga. In, In Tonga. I think that's in Asia. Oh my God. It's like, it's so weird when there's places I've never heard of. So man, in the capital Nuku'alofa, that does not clear it up for me like at all. (sighs) Massive cyclone though. You could see this picture. Severe hail storm hits Melbourne, Australia, and they were pelted with hailstones up to two inches across or five centimeters across. Lots of strong winds and heavy rains again there. Uh, 6.1 earthquake hit Bristol Island South Sandwich Islands. Seems to me like we... I I thought I said that to you guys the the other day. Maybe this is a brand new one, it looks like. But the depth was 56.7 miles, so thank God it was not a shallow earthquake. Red alerts issued as storm hits Spain... Hurricane force winds and heavy snow. Damn it. That's Gloria. It's still going on like from days ago. Oh my God. 
So according to this, this is now a few days ago in the tall volcano, 104,377 people are in evacuation shelters in the Philippines near the tall volcano. These pictures, it just looks like a gray city covered in thick gray ash. It's like dirty snow. Awful. This is awful. You know, breathing that in, you know, that, that might cause some really bad problems with the lungs, like, like chemical burns. You know, when the lava hits the water, turns into high, uh, um, hydrochloric acid, what happens when the moisture in your lungs hit that? I mean, I feel kind of, my, my lungs are hurting today after breathing in some of that ash while I was asleep. Now my window opens, that's hot. Ugh, ugh. But I feel bad. Philippines is worse. Eruption at Shishaldan Volcano. Aviation color code raised to red in Alaska. That one is still going big time. That one was sending sending huge uh, clouds of plumes of ash into the atmosphere. Like I think they said 28,000 feet. It didn't say in this right now. Strong 6.0 earthquake hits Sulawesi in Indonesia at an intermediate depth of 73 miles, so not too much. So there was a 6.1 also at a depth of 85.7 miles. So a 6.0 and a 6.1. What's up with all these six-point earthquakes? Man, everything is just ramping up, isn't it? Strong shallow earthquake hits southern Xinjiang, China. And that was at 6.2 miles again, and that was a 5.8 earthquake. And let's see a 6.0 also hit Jingjing China at 6.8 miles see we're hearing 6.8 and 6.2 quite a bit aren't we if I'm not mistaken it just seems like that those numbers are coming up all over the place what the hell crazy all right we're on page four <laughs> Woo! it's a lot to get through it's a good thing I'm not limited to 30 minute segments anymore eruptive activity in Shishaldan lava flows down the side of the northeast flank of the volcano in Alaska that was a few days ago now it's up to red that back then was an orange alert six people dead three were missing in the Mozambique floods that we'd already talked about let's see floods and landslides did hit Bolivia killed six people last week well on the 18th so man again 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 three municipalities in Bolivia were affected the uh, river burst sounds like maybe a dam or something seven missing after an avalanche hits the base camp Annapurna in Nepal seven people missing it's a popular trekking route in the mountains of western Nepal and the avalanche struck where four southern Korean trekkers were and three Nepali tour guides oh, I, I kind of fear the worst there guys I really do our love and thoughts should go to their families at this point but also to them if they somehow manage to survive that so Shallow 6.0 earthquake hits Papua, Indonesia. (sighs) The depth was 20 miles. And then a 6.0 hit at 37 miles. So it's kind of shallow. It's not as bad 
Yeah, some of the others we've reported recently, like in Puerto Rico. Worst locust plague in 60 years. 890,000 acres of crops were damaged in Rajasthan. Oh my God. That's 360 hectares. I mean, 360,000 hectares. So state's worst locust infestation in 60 years. I think that's in India. Rajasthan might be Pakistan. They don't say. Irritates me when they don't say. Um, Record-breaking cold hits British Columbia and Canada. Negative 55 Fahrenheit. Holy crap. It's never been that cold there. Now in Minnesota where I lived, yeah, I was, I lived in with a wind chill factor like 70 below zero, um, 90 below zero. I've, I've, I've felt 90 below zero. I was out in it. I wanted to see what it felt like. It felt like crap. I was there for outside for like five seconds. My cheeks started to freeze. My skin and eyes started to freeze. The, the moisture in my eyes got frosty, not a comfortable feeling. Like it was horrible. 55 degrees below zero is huge. If you are in the Celsius way, that's negative 48.5 Celsius. Oh my God, right? That's so much. In British Columbia, dude, I think this is north of the Sunshine Coast, but still, that's, they smashed a handful of weather records this week, and that's one of them. So, state of emergency in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador, which we already talked about. And then I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're, that's where we are. That's now back to what we learned last week. So, there you go. That's it. Those are the world records. (laughs) I mean, it's like every single stinking story is about world record-breaking winds and floods and winds so fast and volcanoes and snow <laughs> everything is a freaking record lately right and it's only going to get worse but the reasons are probably educated guess wise spiritual guess it's to wake people up it's to bring more love and compassion for others It's to get people in certain communities to feel closer to one another. Find out who the real people are that want to help others. Test their mettle, so to speak. So just send love around the world. Remember Hug a Planet? Or Hug a World? That big, it was like a round globe, but it was like a squishy pillow. And it's for little kids to hug it and send love to the world. One of the sweetest toys I've ever seen in my life. That, that might be something we all need. Just imagine you're hugging the world when you hug your pillow at night. You're sending love and you're soothing all the hurts. It's a crazy planet we live on. We all chose to be here too, you know. It's our fault. (laughs) That we're here and it's our fault that we're experiencing this stuff. (laughs) Crazy right? So crazy. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. We do our best. As Adam Inspired says on YouTube, he says, at least we try. (laughs) I loved that when I heard him say that the first time. 
Like, yeah, that's cool. We do try, don't we? We're trying our best. We're doing our best, you know. At least we try. Well, there you have it. That is the massive changes on the earth this week. (laughs) We all knew it was going to happen since the 80s. We all knew. We had no idea, though. Um, (laughs) We had no idea it was going to get like this all over the planet. But, hey. At least it's not the day after tomorrow levels of cold yet. With the instant freezing in moments like what happened to the poor unfortunate um, elephants. You know, the hairy elephants. Oh my God, why can't I think of them? <laughs> I'm like trying, my brain is like, what is that name? Wildebeest? No, not that. No, um, Woolly Mammoths. Oh my goodness. I mean, they when they died, they were flash frozen. And they still have fresh blades of grass found in their stomach and even in their mouth while they were chewing. How rude. They didn't even get to swallow their meal before, bam, flash frozen. You know, I feel like Whitley Strieber and Art Bell were right when they read, they wrote that in the coming global superstorm. I mean, I see it more and more that it's possible this kind of thing can happen the day after tomorrow. It's one of my favorite movies. I love it. (laughs) I feel like it's possible it can happen for sure. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys ever saw. Did you guys ever catch the um, that TV show about Alaska where the doctor went and he was from New York and he went up there and he lived in Alaska? Northern Exposure was the name of it. And there's one episode where they hadn't seen a specific person in the village for a couple weeks and he was always coming into town to eat at the restaurant and thaw out a little bit and they hadn't seen him for a while and they're like you know we better go check on him because you know people could die there it's so cold you just freeze to death if you get caught in it you know if you can't get past a drift with your car or whatever you you could you could die really fast in snow and so the doctor went out there to check on him and he was hiding a big secret. <laughs> he was eating woolly mammoth meat. That's why he didn't get that's why he didn't go into the restaurant to eat because he had this massive elephant. And what better way to eat an elephant but one bite at a time? And so he would just go get a chunk off the elephant, cover it with a tarp, put rocks on it, and then just go roast it over a fire outside of his home and then He was eating that, and he was, like, making stew out of the woolly mammoth. (laughs) And the doctor's like, what the hell? That's, like, 10,000 years old. You don't know if it has a disease. What's wrong with you? And he's like, well, it was frozen solid. What disease could it possibly have? And they're having this massive argument. And he's like, oh, my God. Where? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where'd you get that meat? Oh, my God. He was so freaked out. Like, you know, it's like... Coming from New York, you know, you're used to a lot of different food, but you're not used to woolly mammoth. <laughs> That's not on the menu like anywhere. <laughs> and I thought that was a really clever story, but I have a feeling that that has happened. <laughs> I have a feeling that has happened, so I don't know. But anyway, there you guys have it. The crazy report for the week. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible. 
All right. Well, I'm going to take my uh, time and enjoy my weekend now, even though it's going to be rainy. Hopefully I'll be making walnut cinnamon rolls with my kid. Unless he has friends. He has plans with his friends. He might. He's been pretty social the past few days. Anyway, I love each and every one of you with my whole heart. And I'm thanking you all the time because I appreciate you. And I'm grateful that you listen to my show and that several of you are becoming friends of mine. And we are all soul family. We are all soul tribe. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you again for those of you who are forwarding my show to those people who are newly awakened and awakening. Um, I know it's helping a lot of people and you can always tell them to go back to last year where I talked about all of the auras and the chakras and all of the main basic stuff. I think I might've talked about reincarnation. I got to look, maybe I didn't. I have to do a show on it coming up if I haven't. And I talked about the Kabbalah. I talked about different things and different systems of meditation and prayer and different things. So I hope that that helps people who are newly awakened. And I hope it's helped you too. I love you very much. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I'll be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. Monday, we're going to read again from the spirits book we're towards the end of it now maybe one more month left (laughs) it's a long book oh my god it's such a long book but i hope you're enjoying it every week is totally different than every other week so it's been interesting anyway that's all i guess say about that i hope you have a beautiful weekend stay warm if it's cold out stay cold if it's warm out (laughs) and no matter what stay cool baby Signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.